Welcome into the second episode of the Fog.net podcast. Scott Chase in Kansas, that 247sports.com here. Alongside Michael Swain, we're going to be talking all things about the Kansas hiring of a new athletic director today. But first, uh, Swain, you are out in Las Vegas, is that correct? Yes, I am. I'm out here for Summer League. I've been here since Friday. I'm here to watch Svi, Malik, Billy, Cliff Alexander, check y'all out. I've seen just about every Jayhawk that's been out here. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, you enjoying the heat out there? What's the weather like in oh, Vegas right now? Oh my gosh, it's like it's like a convection oven when you get outside. It's like Friday night, it was probably 110 at like 1130 with some wind. It's not been nice, but the basketball has been great. I can't complain at all. Uh, Bill Self was actually at most of the games yesterday watching uh, Svi and Malik, uh, Josh going against Frank. So it's been really cool. There's been, been a lot of really uh, important people here that you can see and kind of network with. So it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I saw, I think they even interviewed Self on the broadcast last night, the ESPN broadcast. And no, I went out to Summer League last year. It was consistently like 108 was like the lowest it got during the day. And, and I, I think we tried to organize a basketball game outside at some point. And it just, uh, yeah, it ended up not doing that. But uh, like I mentioned today, we are here to talk uh, Kansas hiring Jeff Long to be its new athletic director. Long will be officially introduced on Wednesday, uh, July 11th, um, and then he will take over the position on August 1st, so he'll take the reins over from Sean Lester, who has been uh, kind of handling you know, the duties of the, the KUAD spot in the interim. Long actually tweeted, uh, I, I, he's stayed very active on Twitter. Um, yeah, he, he tweeted that he's he's currently going over data and, and stuff like that to be ready for that introductory press conference. So uh, things moving kind of quickly, but uh, I think that's good to see. Swain, let, let's start here. When you uh, got the news, however you did, that uh, Jeff Long was going to be Kansas's next athletic director, what, what was kind of your first impression? I mean, I was really excited. I thought we had inside the Kansas newsroom, we had had a big board with a bunch of names on it, and we had basically brought it down to the – vice uh oklahoma athletic director and jeff long and i really liked long for his hiring uh while at arkansas but also from whatever and i from what i had read he sounded like a very charismatic guy someone that people like to be around and i thought that was a little bit different from zanger who really wasn't seen too much while he was the athletic director he didn't seem to embrace the uh being an athletic director of like a power five conference and taking the the spotlight that comes with that. And I feel like so far, as you said right there, Jeff Long's kind of taken the spotlight. He's tweeting all about Kansas and all the stuff that he's doing. I think that overall it's a great hire, but also it's a good hire for also donations because he's so charismatic. He's really good at getting people to give him money. Yeah, I think there are two different kinds of fundraisers, and, and we'll talk about this a little bit. I think obviously Shane Zenger was – at his at his peak, a pretty solid fundraiser. I think they have kind of different ways of going about it, though. Um, and and you know, one of the things we'll get into a little bit more is I think Long will bring more of a CEO type approach. That's something that Trey Biddy of HawkSports.com on the twenty four seven Sports Network uh, he and I talked about a little bit. So uh, we'll definitely get into a lot of that. Yeah, my my first impression similarly, and and I said this. We have a podcast up on our site right now. Um, from a radio show I went on the day the day of the hiring was that this was not shocking in in the in the slightest. Um, he was rumored the day after uh, the AD search began as someone who 
would be, uh, I guess, would be a leading candidate, would be a top candidate. And I mean, if you looked at our hot boards on 247sports.com, uh, he was on all three of them. We did a breakdown uh, talking to Bo Mattingly, Arkansas radio host, about specifically Jeff Long and what he might bring to the KUAD position if he'd be interested. So uh, I'm definitely with you there. I don't I don't think this came as a shock to anyone. I think uh, I, I, Tom Keegan of the Lawrence Journal World actually in the morning wrote a, a story that was like, my prediction is going to be Jeff Long too. So um, I, I think we're in agreement uh, definitely on that. Just to recap the process a little bit. So I believe it was like May 21st that Chancellor Douglas Gerard announced the firing of Shane Zanger. Uh, he announced it in the university release. Then it was, I, I mean, we really didn't hear much. We heard about those candidates early on and, and maybe about a guy like Rick Hart at SMU later on being, you know, one of the, the kind of the early focuses. But it, it ends up being Jeff Long. He's going to get paid $1.5 million per year over the next five years. $1.3 million of that will be uh, privately funded with 200000 coming from the University of Kansas, according to his contract. Uh, he's got a pretty hefty buyout. I think it's $3 million as it sits right now, although that obviously will drop off. Um, and he, he has an interesting clause that his contract gets actually extended if uh, KU were to come under any probation or any punishment um, in regards to an investigation for something that took place before August 1st, before he started. So if the FBI investigation into college basketball were to lead to, um, which has not been seen, like there, there's no indication that this is going to happen, but if they, they were to come back and say Kansas is under five years of probation, his contract would actually be extended by five years. And again, it is fully guaranteed. Uh, so I thought that was interesting. Let, let's start with the contract. It's, it's, a, it's a big contract, but I mean, some have said that they think he might be a little overpaid. I would argue that you're paying to get the candidate you want and that uh, that if Kansas underpaid for an AD, I think people would be crushing them all the same. So uh, that, that was really a non-starter for me. But did anything in the contract jump out to you? Well, I really like that clause that you mentioned. But also, I think that people are going to complain regardless of whatever contract it is. People find something to nitpick about. But I really like the clause just from – Jeff Long's perspective of he's now protected. So anything that's happened before, I, I think that this is smart for him. I don't really think it hurts the university at all. I think that he's going to do a good job. And I don't, I don't think it's going to end up coming to anything with probation or any sort of sanctions against any sort of program at KU. But I like that. And I thought something that was pretty interesting is that basically last, if you put Jeff Long, his salary uh, compared to last year's ADs, he would have been the fourth highest paid athletic director uh, just in front of the Duke athletic director. Uh, I thought that was pretty interesting for Kansas to go and basically make themselves the fourth highest paid athletic director. It, I really think that Jeff Long, you're paying to get the higher you want, as you said. You're going to pay a lot more because he's going to have to fix this football program. If the football program was in great shape, Maybe you don't have to pay him as much because he wants to come because there's a good football, basketball, and facilities in general. Yeah, I, I think you're you're kind of on the right track there. And I think another thing with the contract that specifically the probation clause, uh, a lot of people made and I wrote about this. I did a quick breakdown of it on our site. A lot of people kind of made a lot of like, does he not trust Kansas or does he think you know something's coming down the pipeline or. I wouldn't read into either of those things. Something may come down the pipeline, but I think that'll be unrelated to this. I think more, 
I think, first of all, it surprises me this isn't written into the language of more contracts because, quite frankly, like to get an experienced AD. Now, if this were some young up and comer, you don't give him a clause like this. But, but to get a guy with the reputation, experience of Jeff Long, like what this essentially says is that if something were to happen, he's not going to cut and run. He will make a lot of money, but he he's pretty much going to be around for the long haul and and in trying to fix things. And so, honestly, when when I saw that, I, I kind of saw it as maybe not a promising sign. You don't want to have a you know a, a clause out there that could potentially like. If something crazy were to happen, you know, end up costing you several million dollars. But, um, you know, at the same time, it, it's to me, it looks more favorable than if Long had some kind of a clause that were like, if KU gets something with the FBI, he gets all his money and he can leave at any point during the contract or something like that. So, yeah. Um, uh, again, I, I wasn't, nothing in his contract really. It was mostly a non-starter for me. Really, nothing. You mentioned football, and obviously, you know, Chancellor Gerard had, had told the Kansas City Star around the time that Shane Zanger was fired that that football was among the biggest struggles. Uh, we actually came out with a list. Um, I think it was the same day. Came out uh, with a list. I talked with Kevin Flaherty of uh, again twenty four seven Sports about five traits KU should look for in its next athletic director, and I wanted to run through some of those uh, and see what your thoughts were, Swain. And then we've also we've For also sure. graded him against those five traits, so we can we'll take a look at that too. So uh, our five that we came up with, and certainly there are other things you would have to consider, but we're in order: um, football track record, fundraising, past success with building projects, the Olympic sports, and coexisting with an elite coach. And I, I guess I say in order in the order we listed them. It's not an order of importance. It's, it's just a list of five things because you really need multiple. You can't not have really like any one or two of those things and, and bring in an athletic director to a place like Kansas. But uh, do you think those are, are kind of the main five factors or, or are there anything else that, that you think would be a major factor uh, that needs to be considered? Well, I think also you have to look at the women's sports like women's basketball and other sports like that. Jeff Long had a really good hire while at Arkansas. The name slips me now, but it's their current women's basketball coach. He's done a really good job. Mike Neighbors. That's it. There you go. Um, but Arkansas finished 16th in the Director's Cup uh, this year, which is the overall, like, how well all your programs do combined. And that comes with, you know, women's sports, Olympic sports, and all that stuff. And, for example, KU finished 57th. So I think that that shows that he's done a good job of getting the other sports, you know, your volleyballs, your women's basketballs, you know, swimming, all those other st- sports like that, he's really good at developing those as well. I think that that's also really important because if you look at the other parts of the Kansas athletics, you know, volleyball is good, but they're going to be on the come down now after the seniors are now graduating and moving on. Uh, basketball is on the up and coming, which is awesome. I think their coach there has done a really good job. But then you look like women's golf is not very good. Uh, women's swimming is not very good. Women's track and field had a good season this past year along with the men's team. But I think that showing that you can also develop maybe not the Olympic sports, but the other ones too is really important. Yeah, let's start there. My conversation with Trey Biddy, he definitely talked about Long's commitment to the smaller sports. Uh, I actually showed a video on our site yesterday uh, of Long diving into a mud puddle after his soccer team won yeah. uh, back-to-back games yeah. against top five teams or, or had won two straight. Uh, they weren't consecutive games, but they started the year something like eight and one. Uh, Long has definitely shown that commitment. Uh, the the neighbors hiring, I think, involved a one million dollar buyout that I believe um, wasn't able to confirm this yet. But we'll talk to to obviously Long on Wednesday. But it appears that it was actually paid by neighbors in in terms of of him 
coming back to Arkansas. And there may have been some familial ties there, but you know, Jeff Long's first hire for the women's basketball program at Arkansas was pretty much uh, in, in Dykes, pretty much a disaster. Um, he tried to make a splash, bring in a media guy who uh, didn't have women's basketball coaching experience, didn't have basketball coaching experience, but with the idea that like we can do something, you know, we'll zig when everyone else zags and, and, and see if it works. But he, he corrected and he paid up for that correction. He went and got a coach that had, you know, reached a final four two years earlier uh, who had been to the NCAA tournament, I believe, in four straight years or three out of four years. One, three out of four because they went to the women's NIT semifinal the year before and, and developed one of the best players in women's college basketball history. Um, so, yeah, I, I think his Olympic sports track record is promising, if I'm remembering correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh I think we graded him out pretty well there. Um, Let's go to, we kind of touched on fundraising. So let's stick there for a second. I kind of mentioned Jeff Long is a a different kind of fundraiser than a guy like Shane Zanger. He's not going to be as, as honestly, maybe even as well liked as Zanger in terms of among the top donors and, and, and he's not as relational a guy is, is what I would say. He's going to be more of like a, you know, these are the things we can do to make more money. This is how we can improve the bottom line. That was big for him in Arkansas. He worked for things in the marketing department. Uh, Trey talked to us about how he, he really kind of streamlined things with the logo. I believe he negotiated a deal in the, the, with IMG Media, I, I want to say. Uh, and, and he really helped raise Arkansas from kind of the bottom of the SEC in revenue to a, a pretty competitive mark. So I think this is a guy who is going to be able to raise money. He put together a $320 million master plan for 30 years of renovations to Arkansas and raised uh, more than $160 million. And that $160 million of renovations to Razorback Stadium, the football stadium, uh, was without any university or student funds. And I think that that's a really promising sign from a guy who knows how to bring in money to an athletic department, who knows how to raise money and who isn't going to be just a gigantic drain on the university, you know, going back and saying, Hey, we need a little help. Hey, we need a little help. So I think when you look at the raise, the chant outstanding fundraiser, uh, outstanding meaning currently standing, not, you know, uh, that KU has going on. Um, I think that's, that, that, that shows some promise for Jeff Long and, and, you know, quite frankly, I'm not, you know, Rock Truck Video obviously does a great job. I'm, and I believe KU has a pretty good deal with, with IMG. And so I'm not sure if he, there are going to be those same improvements to be made on the media side. Uh, but certainly if there are, I, I definitely, uh, I think I have a little faith, faith that uh, Jeff Long would be able to find them. Uh, we can move down real quick to coexisting with an elite coach and you know, this one is really like, it's kind of like, can he get along with Bill Self? And all intents and purposes are that there shouldn't be any, basically any issue with that. Obviously, you think of like the Al Bowl and, and Roy Williams stuff at the end, uh, when Bowl gives like a press conference outside his house, you know, after he gets fired and says that Roy Williams chose to crush me and whatnot. I, I would be shocked if Bill Self and, and Jeff Long, two guys, are, especially, I mean, Long has this relationship of, of doing things the right way. Uh, and really, you know, carrying himself with a lot of integrity. I, I would be shocked if there were some kind of a strife that developed there. So I think that's a big box to, to hit. I think it's a little thing, like saying your qualification is that you're not going to fight with the guy who's won 14 straight Big 12 championships. But at the same time, it is. I, I think it's a factor that, that needs to be considered. Um, you need to, to pick a guy who's not going to have a huge ego and, and 
want to put their stamp on, on a bunch of other things. And I can think of at least one other candidate that I'm not saying that would have been an issue or, or one other potential candidate. And I'm not saying it would have been an issue uh, for him, but I, I can think that that guy might uh, like the spotlight a lot. And I could see that creating some kind of an internal conflict. But uh, any thoughts on, on either of those fundraising or, or coexisting with an elite coach? So I just want to start off with the fundraising, what you said about Zanger. I thought that was kind of interesting looking at it from the relationship perspective. Because I, I think that it kind of makes sense when you think about it. Zanger is very much an, a closed person. So it makes sense that he can make himself available to the donors and the, the high the high rolling donors, of course, um, and to build those relationships. It makes sense also that now Jeff Long is going to come in and have more of a, a broader sweeping uh, relationship with more of the KU community rather than just specifically the donors. And then when it comes to coexisting with an elite coach, I mean, we haven't really seen him clash with any coaches from what I've read and what, from what I've heard. So I really don't see how he can, you know, do anything that to really piss off Bill or to uh, hurt any relationship there. I think it, he, he has earned the respect, I think, of just about any coach in the nation. I think that his track record speaks for itself. And I don't see how there could be any sort of problems. And I have a question for you, though. What do you think it's going to take for Long to be able to raise the amount of money that they want to raise to get the football stadium all finished up? You know, honestly, I'm not sure it will even take anything in particular. Like, it, it wouldn't shock me if this is just like one of those things where change, you bring in change and it's, it's new, it's exciting, and maybe a change happens with the football team in, in the coaching position and it, it in, attracts, intrigues enough donors to the point where like straight up that, that you can kind of build off that money. I, I think he'll need to do a better job of connecting with high, you know, high level boosters, high level, high level donors uh, in person, because that, that was part of what he, I wouldn't say struggled with, because I think he did better at Arkansas than, than maybe even some Arkansas people give him credit for. But, but toward the end, when his relationships started to sour a little bit, because he wasn't Frank Broyles and, and Broyles, the last AD at Arkansas, um, he, he was very relational again. And, and so it being a little bit different kind of rubs some people the wrong way maybe. And, and I think that will be something that, that he kind of needs to work on and smooth over. But again, I, I don't think there's really any one thing. I think if he shows that, you know, progress can be made in the football in, in football, whether it's with a new hire, whether it's with, um, you know, some kind of a turnaround to Beatty and long actually sticks with him. Like, I, I think that will be, Honestly, probably enough because even though like $350 million or $300 of million dollars of uh, renovations specifically for football, like that is obviously a gigantic, it's a huge number. But I mean, I, I mean, these, these projects get done and, and you very seldom start a project. And I know Zanger started this, but very seldom start a project that you don't at least have a path to. And so clearly the money exists, uh, the potential of donations exists for, uh, something like this to get done, and so uh, I hopefully that kind of that kind of answers your question. Yeah, and I think that also I think the timing of when they fired Zenger speaks a lot about what they think. Mm -hmm. Gerard talked about it being about a football and kind of an on the field thing. I think it was very much an off the field thing. I don't think there was as much interest in donating to Zenger as uh, they had expected. I think that they had gotten a good influx at the beginning. You know, when you start, there's as you said, there's the excitement of, oh, we're starting this new program. Oh, yeah, we're going to get, you know, you see the renderings of the new stadium. You're like, oh, that's going to happen. It's going to be great. And then all of a sudden, you know, that kind of stops to it lose some steam. 
and that's when they needed to make a change to, to keep it going. And I think that now with Long coming in, I completely agree. I think that it's fresh. I mean, I'm excited. I think you're excited. I think that that's exactly what they're trying to do. So I think it's going to work out fine with the fundraising. We're not going to end up where, you know, half of the stadium is, you know, renovated and then we're waiting on a, another batch of millions of dollars to fix up the stadium even more. Yeah, and, and again, I think this is a long process too. I, I'm not sure exactly what timeline they've set out to, to raise all the money and get everything done, but uh, or at least behind the scenes. But, uh, you know, it'll, be, it'll certainly be a process. Uh, two other... Uh, I guess the two other areas, past success with building projects. I, I mentioned this in the uh, kind of the grades type deal I did for Long that that he's actually been involved in like a ridiculous amount of great uh, of building projects. I think I gave him yeah. what did I? I gave him an A minus to an A on this. Uh, I mean, they built a student uh, athlete success center, really like kind of an academic building. They've done renovations to the football stadium, practice facility, basketball performance center baseball and track training facilities, tennis center, outdoor track and field, and soccer complexes, and the golf training facility, all under long, so that's in a decade. Uh, clearly, this is a guy who's very well-versed in overseeing these projects. I don't think there's any concern whatsoever there. Um, and then the final one was football track record, and I, I gave him a B to a B plus. Some of the grades are, are a little bit like kind of mixed, but um, the fact of the matter is football is definitely a part of what got him fired at Arkansas. Uh, you know, he his first major hire actually came at Pittsburgh, bringing in Dave Wanstead. And, and like, again, mm -hmm. that was a guy the university had tried to get on multiple occasions and couldn't bring in. So long bringing him in, regardless of, of the circumstances around it, that, that's a good hire no matter what. Because, like, if your university is trying to get someone over and over and over and can't get him, and then you do get him, whether or not that works out, like, that's the track record of, like, what your university has wanted. That, that's kind of doing doing the job, for lack of a better term. Uh, looking at his Arkansas hires, you, you got Bobby Petrino, who obvi obviously some off the field stuff did him in, but he was winning. And, and I think, you know, Biddy mentioned this, it does actually kind of say a lot about uh, Jeff Long that even a football coach who was winning, he was not willing to overlook, you know, things happening off the field. Uh, he installed John L. Smith in the interim. That was the wrong decision. And I think he would agree. And, and I think he would tell you that. Um, but that, that again, that was a firing made in April. They needed to hire a coach for one year, and it was an interim coach who took over for one year. And then the surprise hire came in Brett Bielma. And Bielma was coming off a, a very nice run of success at Wisconsin. There were some questions about whether or not he could, you know, compete, recruit, fight in the SEC. And I think yeah. his last season, ultimately, you saw that, you know, maybe that wasn't the the best fit or whatever, but I think that's a lot of hindsight. And I think at the time that was revered as a pretty good hire. Um, and, and certainly, like, if you were to bring Brett Bielma to Kansas, I, I think people would be ecstatic about it. So uh, in, in terms of football track record, I actually think that's a uh, it, – it's – if you were going to another SEC school, they would probably grade it a little bit more harshly than we would at Kansas. And yeah. I think that's a fair – like, that's a fair thing to do. Like, if he were going to Alabama, they'd be like, oh, my God, this guy can't hire football coaches. But at Kansas, it's like, yeah, this guy will be able to bring in someone probably pretty good. Uh, talking to Trey Biddy about it, you won't know who it is. He's, he's great at kind of keeping things on the down low and bringing in a candidate out of nowhere. So uh, if there is a name ahead of time, it'll be pure speculation. But, uh, no, I, I think – I trust this football track record at a place like uh, – coming to a place like Kansas. I think – Honestly, I think uh, I think he's more than than shown enough to to be for me to feel 
like he's going to probably make a pretty solid hire if he does make that hire in his first year. Yeah, I think that with the Bielma hiring, what it shows is that he's able to swing above his weight, or at least the, the school status. I think that if you look at Arkansas, they're basically at the middle bottom of the SEC consistently. And to get someone from Wisconsin uh, who was coaching an incredibly talented team at Wisconsin, they're winning. And to get him to come to Arkansas to be kind of the lower totem, uh, lower on the totem pole in the SEC, I think that speaks a lot about him. I think the in general, the higher there was good. And I think the track record, as you said, is okay. Yeah, and and – a lot of the conversation too has been about like, what does this mean for David Beatty? There's been some chatter that people think that he may be gone before the season starts. That would, that would actually surprise me a lot. Um, I I think that'd be a really bad time, especially, I mean, when you consider like all that's being done in recruiting, you would, you would really be putting yourself in danger. Um, I mean, honestly, that's why in even firing a coach in season is kind of tricky. There's a lot of factors that go outside of just like, uh, that just go outside of a, a coaching change and things like that. But here's what I think. Unless Jeff Long came, took this job with the expectation that I get to name my football coach day one, which, again, would surprise me. Would, uh, to be clear. Um, I expect Beatty to get a fair chance at this because Jeff Long is, is like I said, he carries himself with in- integrity and he's a fair guy. Um, I've said before, I don't think the number is four. I, I don't think... Four wins is enough for Beatty because I think in year two they should have won four games. So if this is his first four-year cycle, this is a veteran team. Next year is going to potentially be a down team. Um, I, I don't see any way four wins shows any progress whatsoever in terms of from his second year to his fourth year. His second year, as we talked about, as we've talked about, they've uh, they won two games, missed three field goals, lost by one to TCU, led Iowa State into the fourth quarter and lost. That that was it. Wasn't four wins of production. But it was four games they should have won, and they and they obviously had other games. You think about like Ohio, uh, Oklahoma State, Kansas State. Like they had other games they were close into. So four wins and being competitive in other games. I, I've seen that story before, and I think KU has seen that story before. I don't think that's enough. Uh, five is interesting. Obviously, I think six. You you wouldn't be making a change then. But like I said, I, I think this is probably a good sign for David Beatty. Uh, what's not a great sign for him is when the university made the announcement. Uh, they listed quotes from several prominent figures, athletic directors, uh, commissioners, Bill Self even. And one of the quotes they did not use was David Beatty. His name was not mentioned uh, in that kind of release. And I, I found that very interesting that they would omit his name. Perhaps it's because he's a newer coach. But, you know, at the same time, he's your football coach at the university. Uh, I, I think that was extremely telling that his name was not included there. Uh, that that's those are kind of my thoughts about what this means for David Beatty. Uh, anything you would like to add to that? Well, I think that he is the. I think that there's not a a number that he, he can win. It's unrealistic for him to win six games. It's just not realistically going to happen. I think they probably end up winning you know one or two or whatever. But I don't think he's going to end up being the coach come next year. I think firing him before the season and even before Big Twelve play would be detrimental to the recruiting aspect of it. You know, it doesn't, it affects the X's and O's, but it affects the recruiting even more because Beatty is spending the summer and this time building relationships with players and, you know, recruiting and trying to get them to come to Kansas and to fire midway through the season to all of a sudden put that on hold. I think that that would be detrimental to the next year's recruiting class, which as you said, with next year possibly being a down year, 
with the likes of Joe Deneen leaving next year, Daniel Wise. I think that it's going to be really important that next year's recruiting class is one of the better ones that Kansas has had in the past. Yeah, Steven Sims, another name too, a uh, guy will be moving on. And yeah, you think about KU, the second commit KU is secured in the class and first one is not secure by any means. But but Clay Cundiff is, is KU's top tight end on the board, getting him to commit. And again, he's a guy who's texted with Beatty, called him personally to tell him he was accepting the offer. Um, I'm not saying he would decommit if a coaching change were made. I actually spoke with him recently, and that commitment seems extremely firm. But, you know, you never know. And, and the volatility of, like, who are the assistants going to be? Who's going to be staying on staff? That could be a turnoff to a lot of guys. And and I wrote this in our uh, most recent mailbag, which came out Saturday. But there are a few few really solid uh, three stars that, that KU has actually made some pretty – pretty big progress on who I expect at least one to commit over the summer uh, sooner rather than later. And I expect, you know, they'll have a, a real chance if they want uh, the other two kind of moving into the fall. So I actually think he has made some decent progress, especially with high school players in, in next year's recruiting class. I think uh, a wildly or a widely Juco approach this year, I, I'm not necessarily convinced that will be the case every year, especially, you know, if Beatty were to kind of, figure out some way to do enough to keep his job. But I, I do agree with you. I, I'm not sure it's realistic that he will get to that five, six or more mark, obviously. Um, but I do think that's at least what like the goal he can shoot for, because like I said, I, I don't think if this KU football team won four games, I really would not consider it that much progress. Obviously it'd be a progress in number of wins, but uh, I'm that to me would say that's like kind of the, the maximized level of like that's what that's what David Beatty will get out of his cycle is a couple of of competitive seasons that you know maybe you know four years from from that season you know in the next four year cycle maybe he can get a team there but uh, you're not hiring a coach to win six games once every eight years you're hopefully hiring a coach to I mean make a bowl game every other year maybe a lot at a place like Kansas but certainly one out of every three you know, that like yeah. th- that seems like an extremely realistic goal. So uh, I also wanted to take a look. Our most recent hot board came out on July 3. Uh, and a big thanks for KU for waiting to make the hire just like right after that. Really appreciated that. Yeah. And uh, um, some of the other candidates who were rumored, uh, Terry Mohodger had at Arkansas State had kind of some ties to, to the university. He was on there. Obviously, we talked about Rick Hart, uh, Kenny Mossman or Mosman was the Oklahoma senior associate athletics director for external operations, had a lot of experience on the media side, Sean Frazier at Northern Illinois and Ross Bjork, uh, who was tied in by the AP. Um, Danny White and uh, Rick Hart were really the two candidates who had made it clear that they were not, uh, they were no longer in the running. Joe Parker was another who was rumored. And, and we had some more names in addition to that of guys who were either tied to the job or just people we thought would be interesting candidates to watch. Uh, you mentioned having two names. I'm assuming they were Moseman and Long. Uh, were, were there any anyone else that you were really keeping an eye on that you thought, huh, this guy could actually be uh, pretty good for the position? Well, you named them all there. I thought that the Arkansas, Arkansas State athletic Georgia Mo here, I thought that he was going to be the one at the, in our final three. He didn't end up being there, but I really liked him in general just from his track record. But out of the names you've listed there, we had just to out all of them you named a couple actually that we didn't have but i really liked mossman i thought that he was gonna i thought they were gonna go with him just from coming from oklahoma where it's a you know it's a football school and coming from there where you have that experience in that environment and being able to bring that to kansas 
But again, I think Jeff Long is the right hire. I think it's going to be a really good tenure for him and for Kansas. I do think, just going for the final thing with Beatty, I, I think that he not being involved in the quote, I like reading into this stuff way too much. Um, and I think that do, that does speak a lot. And Beatty went out and tweeted a, a, a quote or a statement later uh, to get his name out there. But I think that, that that does speak a lot to what Long expects out of Beatty going forward. Yeah, and, and let's end here. I wanted to just run down. I, I made I put together a list of Jeff Long's maybe 10 most notable hires uh, at Arkansas at Pittsburgh at past stops. So we can kind of run through them real quick, and then we'll, we'll yeah. get out of here so you can watch – uh, go watch some more summer league in Vegas. Uh, so Brett Bielma is, is obviously the most recent. Uh, you've got John Smith and, and Bobby Petrino. These are going to be football and basketball hires, uh, men's and women's basketball. You have Mike Anderson, obviously at Arkansas, who's overseen some success that, that maybe guys like John Pelfrey and Stan Heath weren't able to in, in the following the departure of Nolan Richardson. Um, Mike Neighbors, women's basketball coach, we talked about, obviously. Jimmy Dykes uh, was not a successful hire. We talked about Dave Wonset. At Pittsburgh, he actually hired Travis Ford at uh, at Eastern Kentucky. I thought that was kind of funny. Obviously, Ford uh, coached in the Big Twelve, and and I mean it was a great hire for a school like Eastern Kentucky. By his final year, they were making the NCAA tournament, and in a two fifteen game in the NCAA tournament, they pushed Kentucky to the limit. Uh, so even though he had a losing record there, he he turned things around by his final season, going twenty two and nine. Uh, we a couple non revenue hires, Colby Hale in soccer and. Courtney, I believe Difel is how you say your last name, uh, in softball has been uh, pretty remarkably successful. The, the first year, her team went 17-39, and 39, and since then I'm doing some quick math, but I believe they've gone 73-31 and 31 or 73-41. Or and 41. So, I mean, that's two pretty massive uh, seasons of success there for Arkansas, and you mentioned obviously in the Cup and, and how uh, overall they, they've trended upward in all sports. I, I do think... Jeff Long is not the greatest athletic director in the world, but I do think he checks more than enough boxes, especially at a place like Kansas, to make him the kind of the ideal candidate. I think he restores a lot of respect uh, to the university in that he is a highly respected, highly, you know, carries himself with a lot of integrity uh, and has a good track record in that regard. And honestly, I think this will... AD hires are different than coaching hires, obviously, because a lot less people care, first of all. And because, yeah. like, no one's like, Kansas Athletics is great, their athletic director is X. No one says Alabama is great at sports because their athletic director is X. They are, you know, it's Nick Saban or Kansas, it's Bill Self or Kentucky, it's John Calipari or, you know, wherever. So uh, largely it is going to come down to the coaches, but I, I do think Jeff Long is a guy who can help an athletic department reach its, its kind of potential in terms of health, in terms of, uh, you know, fiscal, w- what they're bringing in you know, every year. And, and so I think overall, if I, like, if I had to put a grade on the higher, honestly, I'd, I'd probably give it a B plus or an A minus. I think it's a, I, I think it's a really solid hire. So, um, you know, this is, again, you're getting a little bit of a different opinion because it's graded on a curve at Kansas. Because again, if, if Jeff Long were being, you know, brought in at the new athletic, you know, as the new athletic director at, I, I don't know, Texas or pick a, pick a school with, you know, more elite programs, um, or Stanford is a, is a good one for that because I think mm-hmm. they actually finished first in the cup, but, um, yeah, maybe this would be graded a little bit differently, but you know, at the same time, when you're, when you're trying to attract a candidate to Kansas, uh, someone who's going to have to work on the football team, 
someone basically is going to work on have to work on everything except the men's basketball team. Uh, I think you can you can do a lot worse than a guy like Jeff Long. I think of the candidates I mentioned uh, on our harp, on our hot board, you could do a lot worse than a guy like Jeff Long. So I think overall, pretty good hire for Kansas. Yeah, I definitely agree. I would give it definitely the B plus A minus grade that you did. I think that in general, going forward, it's going to be pretty successful. I think that going forward, we're going to be able to, as you said, there was measurable growth at Arkansas. And I think that we'll be able to get measurable growth, not in the first year or second year, but when we get into the third, fourth, and fifth years, I think we'll be able to see some possibly exponential growth with certain programs, you know, making some big strides. Well, for sure. That's going to wrap it up for us uh, for the fog.net podcast, our second week. Again, these will be out every Monday. So Make sure to check back on our site. As always, if you have any questions, anything for us, you can leave it in the comments. You can post it on our board, and we will try to get to it. All right. Thanks, Mike, for joining me, and uh, enjoy Summer League. Yeah, thank you. I'll talk to you next week, Scott. All right. We'll talk to all you guys next week. Next week.